Well, a very uh, special edition of Zav Chat this week. Uh, thanks again uh, for joining us. We are going to explore the whole area of uh, the student engagement uh, at uh, Xavier College with uh, Mr Jeremy Nichols, and he has just taken a group of boys to the World Youth Day uh, in Lisbon in Portugal. I was there about six weeks ago myself, huge posters of the Pope everywhere, but I wasn't part of the action, but our guests today were. Good morning, Bill, and good morning, Nick. G'day, Shane. It's great over here. Nick, how are you going? Yeah, good, Mr Dole, yourself? Yeah, I'm well, mate. It's uh, nice to think seven days ago we obviously had uh, the cast of Aladdin, uh, well, at least Daniel Lynn, and uh, Andrea Hamilton and, and opening night tonight. So that's pretty exciting for them. So hopefully it has all come together in the last seven days. But obviously there's a bit of green and gold around. Nick, you know, the, the Matildas have got captured captivated the uh, the hearts and minds of the of the nation. Yeah, they have for sure. Watching that uh, quarterfinal on Saturday night, that was so good, the penalty shootout. So hopefully they can beat England tonight and go all the way. It's amazing. I've never, ever seen a penalty shootout like that. Was it 20 shots? 21. Uh, 21 yeah, shots. Amazing. It was uh, talk about edgy estate stuff. But um, anyway, hey, Nick, would it be good to introduce our special guests yes, today? Yes, for sure. So we've got... Two students who recently went to World Youth Day, as Hill said, we've got Blake and Max with us. So welcome, boys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Nick. Um, it's great to have you on. So just firstly, um, sort of what is World Youth Day? Um, and can you tell us a bit about your experiences there? Um, well, it's a gathering of about one and a half million young Catholic pilgrims. Um, and it's a journey of over a week. At first, we stopped through Rome Way. And then we went to Portugal to have the final mass with the Pope with over 1.5 million people. It is quite remarkable as I was watching a little bit of the video footage and it's this enormous sea of people. So we might unpack a bit of that, but the pilgrimage on the way, so it wasn't just going to Lisbon and World Youth Day. You know, what were your little memorable moments as you led up to uh, the engagement with the Pope in Portugal? Um, well, before we went to Rome and we got to see all these amazing, amazing cathedrals and sites and we were very lucky to see the Pope in a special room behind the Vatican and it was just an amazing experience hearing him talk to us. We got to ask him questions. It was just so memorable. Was that a complete surprise? Like, did no one know that was going to happen? Yeah, it was no one, under, like, no one knew. We walked in, we thought it was going to be just a private tour of the Vatican and we all sit down and then we just see the Pope walking in and <laughs> yeah, everyone's hearts were just beating, people were crying. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, interesting. And Max, what about you? Your highlights of the of the pilgrimage leading up to? Oh, so many. But the two highlights I have off the top of my head would be obviously meeting the Pope, and secondly, the rooms of Saint Ignatius. Just seeing where he lived and worked for over twenty years, it was just amazing. As it is one of our core pillars of belief at Xavier, because he started the Jesuits. So, uh, so where was that? Um, it was in Rome area. It was right next to the Church of Jesu, so near, close to the Vatican, around 5Ks from there. I'm interested to ask uh, the boys, Nick, what made you put your hand up? Uh, did you have to nominate, and, and why were you interested in, in going? It's, you know, it's a pretty spiritual experience. Well, firstly, um, my mum sent it to me, the, all the immersions that were there, and she recommended personally the World Youth Day because she showed she saw how it was a Catholic trip 
And at the time, I wasn't a full believer in Jesus. Like when I went to mass, it was a bit of a hassle for me. But after the mass, it's truly changed my connection with God and deepened my spiritual connection towards him. Oh, great answer, Max. Blake, you know, what about you? Um, well, I reckon I saw the email saying that we got to go to Rome and Lisbon. And I was like, oh, this would be great. I get to go with my friends. And then I was also at the point thinking, well, I want to deepen my faith and I want to see like really how many people believe and trust in God. And then I feel like once I got there, just seeing the connection throughout the entire world, people who all share the same experience with me, it was just, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Blake, sounds so good. Um, I'm a bit interested in like how your interactions were with the Pope, like what did he say to you guys and what was the mass like with 1.5 million people? Like was it in a big square or like a road or could you see the Pope and all that? Well, yeah, when we had the like personal meeting with the Pope, he walks in and everyone's just like absolutely shocked. No, no one could believe it really. And the fact that we were just so close, it was amazing. And so he started, we started um, asking questions it was very daunting to like put your hand up to ask a question. <laughs> yeah, um, but some people got to ask a couple questions, and I think his overall overall idea was that um, that as long as you believe and pray and trust in God, doesn't matter if you're a priest, if you're a normal person, as long as you help, it's just that's all that really matters, and that you will be saved from your sins. It's quite incredible, that intimacy of that experience and how uh, quite overpowering that obviously was for you both. And then contrast that with Lisbon, 1.5 million people in an enormous field beside the river. Um, you know, what, what, was, what was that like, being in such a, a massive... I mean, that's the size of Brisbane, so all in one place. So, uh, It was just outstanding, mind-blowing, seeing all everyone there dare to celebrate the faith of Catholicism with God together. I was stunned to see how many people smiling, trading souvenirs. Um, I was trading certainly a few with other people and getting so many pictures just for the faith. Yeah, great. And it seemed a really buoyant atmosphere. Like, as you said, Max, everyone was smiling and thoroughly enjoying themselves and just being enjoying in each other's company. Is that? Yeah, there was certainly a, a buzz around there. And, and it's interesting, too, uh, among teenagers, boys or girls, you know, it's not probably what you'd call cool to be, you know, talking up God and spirituality and whatever. So it's, it's amazing to hear you guys with that sort of real passion for it. Did you have goosebumps yesterday? like I did when Mr. Nichols spoke after the Mass about, you know, the experience and then the experience in the Great Hall? Well, yeah, just remembering the entire experience, it just it brings me back to, like, every single person, all these teenagers, all these kids, would be like, they were able to go from talking, socialising, making friends with each other to just Mass started and they just switched on and they all just started praying and believing. And like everyone shared that same experience together. And it's just amazing to see like everyone do the same thing. And we're about to obviously uh, involve uh, the great Jeremy Nichols in our conversation as well. But it was touching, Max, you said um, uh, mum sort of put this in front of me and sort of maybe gave me a bit of a push and a, and a prod. Uh, and I was reflecting on Father Chris yesterday, the Massey Assumption, and often it's mums who are, you know, not only an accompaniment of their sons, but obviously, you know, push them into to what they're doing in their, in their mission as well. So there's a beautiful sort of overlap, overlap there. 
And uh, before we talked to Mr. Nichols, was he a good chaperone? Did he look after you well? He was so good. <laughs> I couldn't ask for anything better, to be honest. And just before you jump out of the chair, what was the one thing that you think you're leaving with? So what, what's going to stick with you for a while because you went on this experience? Um, I reckon mainly would be the Pope said, which means don't be afraid. And I feel like that definitely resonates with me. I feel like you just don't be afraid to stand up. Don't be afraid to lead. Don't be afraid to do different things. Same here, because when he said that, I, was, I then, because at first I was a bit like conscious of what people thought for me. But after that, I'm like, who cares what people think about my faith? It's what I believe in personally. It's who I am. Well, thank our guests, uh, Nick, and then we'll introduce Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for coming on, boys. Um, You've provided great answers, and I think we all know a bit more about World Youth Day, and certainly great to hear the passion you guys have for the f- for faith. It's great to hear. Great stuff, boys. So Good on you, and uh, welcome, Mr. Nichols. Thanks, Bill. Uh, great to see you, obviously, with your uh, green and gold scarf on as well. We mentioned the Matildas at the beginning, and all of our boys today are... Um, uh, wearing green and gold or touches of green and gold to, to support our Matildas. Yeah, absolutely. A, a great initiative by uh, Mr. Allcroft, our, our head of student culture. And uh, it's been interesting actually coming back to Australia halfway through the World Cup and just uh, getting a sense for how, um, how how engaged everyone is with it. And it's just a, a fabulous time, fabulous time for Australian sport. And it's a, a, a wonderful moment, I think, for um, for the Matildas to sort of have captured the, the national ma- imagination. We might come back to elements of culture a little bit later because I think you're speaking to that of how our boys are getting around this as well. And uh, it was interesting talking of coming back halfway through. I saw a magnificent uh, little Facebook clip uh, from someone who was filming, uh, I think on Emirates, you can get uh, the sport beamed in live and literally every screen in the economy class cabin was tuned in to the soccer. And it was all a big little cheer when the uh, when they certainly that uh, that goal was kicked. And at last report, that had reached in the millions, so that's gone everywhere. Okay, so a good moment. But Jeremy, obviously, uh, World Youth Day was our was our focal point um, as the accompanist of uh, of our students. You know, how how did you find it? And it must be also challenging making sure you know in the middle of Rome and Lisbon with a million and a half people making sure they're all under, under good control as well. And yeah, absolutely. Was certainly anyone. navigating crowds like I've never had to navigate before by myself, let alone trying to look after uh, um, um, some kids as well. Uh, but, yeah, look, it, it's, it was a wonderful experience um, for me and for Dan Crowley, our youth minister, who who accompanied the boys. Uh, and I think what, what gave me so much heart is, is at the start, we just asked the boys to be open to the experience and to um, just be willing to embrace all that comes. There was a recognition that we were going to encounter things that we hadn't experienced before and that this was going to be unlike anything that any of us had had done. And um, what was just really beautiful to see was the way that the boys embraced that. And, uh, and it meant that throughout that first week in Rome and then in Assisi, um, they really engaged with the other people who were on our pilgrimage, people from uni, there were priests, there was a bishop, um, some, some seminarians as well. So they really embraced conversation, they really embraced prayer. Um, and then what that then led to in the second week where there was much more energy, there was a whole lot of other pilgrims from Melbourne, a whole lot of other school kids who joined us. Um, it, it just meant that I think they really 
got, got absolutely everything out of the experience they could have. Um, they conducted themselves incredibly well. They were um, wonderful ambassadors for Xavier, both within the Melbourne Archdiocese group and more broadly as well. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't have asked for more. And, and because they were so good, they were punctual. They didn't get lost. Um, and that meant, too, I was able to sort of embrace some of the unique experiences myself as well. And we speak often of how powerful these experiences are. It's why we offer the co-curricular programs that we do, but then we go further in terms of expedition, then we go further again in terms of immersion and these sort of experiences. So when our intent is about inspiring learning experiences, this clearly was one. It really opened up our boys and you could see it with Blake and Max today. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think opportunities like this are impactful on so many levels. Um, just even the process of, you know, having to look after your passport for three weeks by yourself, um, having to sort of navigate, um, you know, language, not having the language, having to buy food, all those little things are also incredibly formative, incredibly valuable learning experiences. Um, and then obviously in this instance, those little things were overlaid with some pretty incredible and special moments like having an audience with the Pope, like um, being in, 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 a, in a beautiful capital city in Europe, but surrounded by so many young people, so enthusiastic, so joyful. Um, um, it, it just meant that there was many layers in which I think this really was one of those enriching, inspiring experiences for the boys. And Mr Nichols, that sounds amazing. Um, but if you could pinpoint one highlight, um, you know, what would it be or the thing that, you know, you're going to remember in 50 years about this experience? Yeah, I think I've, I've got two answers. I think in terms of that memorable, unique experience, having the audience with the Pope is, is something that I know is never going to happen. And, um, and sort of to, to just be able to hear him uh, express views on, he took about 10 or 12 questions from the floor. So just his thoughts on such a wide range of things. He's obviously, um, a, he's a Jesuit Pope. And so being able to hear him and sort of, I, I guess I was probably looking for it, but picking up bits of sort of Ignatian spirituality in, in, in his responses. And that was just a really, um, yeah, special and unique moment. I think in terms of from a um, sort of more like a spiritual point of view, um, I, I had a really fabulous time in Assisi. So where St. Francis um, of Assisi is from um, and Pope Francis took St. Francis's name when he became the Pope. Um, just an incredibly beautiful space, but I just, uh, yeah, just felt an incredible sense of peace and, uh, and calm and connection when, when we were navigating that space and we visited St. Francis's tomb, wandering the hills behind the town. So, um, so that's probably the, the sort of the more spiritual moment that I'll probably remember. Isn't that fantastic? And the Pope, particularly during uh, his mass uh, with with all of the, the youth, um, specifically prayed for peace and asked them to pray for peace as well. So it's lovely that connection coming through. Yeah. And look, I don't think we can have Jeremy on ZavChat without asking him a little bit about his role here in the college. Now, I'm not part of the teaching brigade, Jeremy, as you know. So I'm like a parent who's listening right now. What does the director or head of students and engagement actually do what what is your role yeah well so i oversee the pastoral care and the well-being um, and the student behaviour here at the senior campus, but I also um, am overseeing the respectful relationships and personal development programs across the whole school. And uh, it's something that we've um, that, that we've been doing a lot of great work in um, over a number of years. And I guess what, uh, what 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 I'm trying to bring to that that element of the role is is make sure that there's really wonderful alignment across the experience that the kids have, um, and also that we are we're we're, we're contemporary and we're up to date, and we're trying to really 
build um, and grow really wonderful human beings, people who are empathetic, people who are kind, people who develop really positive and, and great relationships and that they can then carry those, um, those skills throughout the rest of their lives and out into the world. Maybe one follow-up question, Jeremy, you know, for those people, again, looking into Xavier and we're a boys' school and, and culture is so important, and I touched on that, you know, with the um, other elements, with the Matildas, et cetera, at the beginning, but, you know, how do you see Xavier in terms of a boys' school and the cultures that we have uh, and then the Respectful Relationships program that you're developing, which has many different uh, dimensions to it? Maybe just a, a reflection there. Yeah, look, I think I, I'm really proud of the culture that we have at the college. I know too that it's something that um, that the students are, are really proud of as well, and it's not, I know it's something I've heard Nick um, talk about and something that he's passionate about as well. Um, and I think there's the the culture to me stems from um, that sense of care, care for the other, and so there's a real sort of ignition underpinning there. Um, and so in terms of the students. Um, and the way that they support and care and look out for each other, I think that's a, a really fabulous part. But I also think it's um, in, in trying to strive and, and encourage students to strive for excellence, um, we're, we're always really connected to them as human beings and trying to at the same time grow them as human beings. So we want them to, we want them to achieve, we want them to be their absolute best, um, but we also want them to grow kind hearts. We want them to, to be generous in their disposition. And, uh, and so, as, as you alluded to, Bill, there's a range of different ways we try and seek to do that. But I think some, some areas we've been particularly focusing on recently is, is in terms of sort of formalising our respectful relationships curriculum across the school. But also we're looking to um, develop opportunities too to engage with um, some of the girls' schools in our area and make sure that we're also um, within, the, within a single-sex education providing opportunities for really meaningful co-educational experiences that also um, that, 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 that help in that development of, of how you grow relationships and how you build, um, build really good relationships um, with other people. The college is very fortunate to have someone like Jeremy and uh, sitting alongside you, Jeremy, is a classic example of what you've been talking about. Nick, time to go around the ground. Let's do it, Heels. Um, well, jumping on that co-educational experiences train, um, we had U10 dancings in full swing. Um, so I walked past the Great Hall about 4.30 last night and they are all in there having a good time. So that was good to see. Um, the spring sports season is up and running. Um, so athletics, water polo and um, snow sports. I know there was a big Xavier contingent up at Mount Buller um, last weekend. And the Outdoor Educational Environment, Stud Environment Studies 3-4 class are actually up at Mount Buller today. So I'm very jealous they're up there for the next three days. <laughs> so hopefully they have a good time. Um, and yeah, as we said, Aladdin starts tonight, um, the middle of the year's musical, so um, that should be a spectacular show. Um, but, you know, everyone's wearing the green and gold for the Matildas today. Um, there's plenty of um, spirit in the hallways, so um, it's good to see. So folks, we record this on a Wednesday morning, so many of you probably don't listen to it till Thursday or Friday. So you'll have the advantage of knowing if the Matildas are actually still going for the big World Cup or whether they fell at the second last hurdle. But we'll have a bit of fun. We'll go around the grounds and predict the score. I'm going to say 2-1 to the Matildas. Bill? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just incredibly proud. I, I'm still getting over the quarterfinal, to be honest, Hills, and, uh, and to go to France and then, and then England and then... Spain, respectively, Spain. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we've got to take on the best to win it, and that's what sports also about. So, uh, I just think good luck to them. I was just going to put a little plug in. I noticed that uh, the Pope announced that in 2027, 
the year before Xavier turns 150, the next World Youth Day will be held in South Korea. Oh, wow. So in our own uh, in our own region. So in our own backyard. Uh, exciting there. Nick, what do you reckon, Matildas? Look, I don't know much about soccer, I'm not going to lie. But um, I have been watching the Matildas and I reckon it's going to be one all and we win on penalties. Oh, couldn't go through that again. And Jeremy? Oh, I think it'll be a, it'll be a, a slugfest, but uh, one nil to the Matildas, there'll be a goal in the 87th minute. And I love that scarf. Uh, fantastic episode of Zav Chat. Again, thanks to uh, Blake and Max, Jeremy, Nick and uh, Bill. And we're looking forward uh, to talking about careers and future pathways in our next episode. So uh, lots more of great interest. Thanks, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Zav Chat. <laughs>